Welcome to the Make One Day Happen podcast. I'm your host, Sheena Jean. This podcast is designed to inspire, educate, and empower people to elevate their consciousness and activate their full potential. We share stories, ideas, and resources that support our listeners in their personal and professional growth by hosting meaningful conversations that spark aha moments. Laughing, learning, leveling up, all guaranteed. We'll be hearing from innovative thought leaders, CEOs, professional athletes, best-selling authors, musicians, and more as they share lessons they've learned along the way and ideas that can change the world. So pull up a seat and let's get to it. You guys, uh, welcome back to the Make One Day Happen podcast. I'm your host, Gina Jean. And today you get to meet someone who has been a significant part of my healing journey over the past two years. This man has helped bring me into alignment with my true self, solidify some pattern and programming resets I've been working on for a long time. And he supported me in energetic shifts that are allowing me to step into new levels of life. So welcoming, without further ado, Dr. Darren Murphy of the Source Chiropractic in Denver, Colorado to the show. Welcome, Welcome. Dr. Darren. How are we doing? So great uh, to be here. Thank you, Sheena. Appreciate it. And uh, looking forward to uh, dive deep in our conversation here today. And really expound upon a lot of the things that we talk about here in the office, but make it more uh, of, a, of a widespread conversation to the uh, listening audience out there in the interverse. So excited to have you here. I agree. There's just never enough time on the table. That's for sure. <laughs> and just to give the listeners a little bit of context, you guys, Dr. Darren and I share a very special person in common in life. My younger brother, Colton, shout out to you, bro is in chiropractic school right now. And about two years ago, he reached out to me and he was like, Sheena, you have got to go see this guy. I just did this training with this guy named Dr. Darren Murphy. He was truly incredible. He's moving to Denver. You need to go see him immediately. And at the time I was living in Aspen and I was like, okay, my family has always um, participated in chiropractic care growing up um, with sports. And I had been experiencing some fun situations thanks to a broken foot. So I literally like drove down from Aspen. I was doing other fun things too, but I was like, knock, knock, knock. Hello, Dr. Darren Murphy. Will you take me as a patient? He didn't have a practice yet set up at the time. They were still looking for space. So our first adjustment was on your table in your apartment when you and Hannah had just landed here in Denver. And I saw you sporadically whenever I came down. And then, yeah, officially, you were literally one of the first people I ran to when I moved down to Denver last May. So Thank you for having me in your care. And I'm just really, really excited for what we're going to get into today and talk with the audience about. So before we do that, I'd love for you to share your background, your story with them. Give us a little bit just about like you as as you and uh, maybe how you got into chiropractic care. Sure. Well, that's like a 25-year story. So we'll do the <laughs> cliff note version of that. Perfect. Uh, simply put, you know, I wanted to be an orthopedic surgeon when I was in undergrad in college. I had a lot of orthopedic injuries as a kid. Oh, I had like 10 surgeries growing up, broke all sorts of bones, tore tendons, tore ligaments, all this stuff, right? But I always got put back together. So I liked that concept of being broken, but then having someone like a surgeon or a healing facilitator put me back together. And so uh, medical school didn't work out, you know, knock on wood, thank goodness that didn't happen. Went into business with my brothers, did the entrepreneur thing, worked 16 to 20 hours a day, ran ourselves into the ground, realized life sucked and that's not a good way to live. So I retreated to my parents' basement for three years where I really had what I considered to be my enlightening period. I didn't have a job at the time, no kids, no, no responsibility, really. I just had time. So I took that time to, to dig into, you know, what is consciousness? What is health? What is healing? And what I really came to find out is that what I had believed healing to be was not what I was resonating with anymore. You know, I had always believed that it was, you know, drugs and surgery. And yes, there is a time for those things. I absolutely acknowledge that. But if we're looking at true healing, it's not an outside in job. It's an inside out job. And so while I was in, I said, in my parents' basement, getting my shit together, I began to be exposed to chiropractic. I got under care by a chiropractor in Casper, Wyoming. And, you know, my brother 
he began telling me, Darren, you're a chiropractor. You just don't know it. Mm-hmm. I was like, whatever, dude, I ain't doing three, three and a half more years of school and a quarter million dollars. No way. But he just kept at it. And he kept at it for about two and a half, three years until finally, finally it hit. And I was at a place in life where things were like, I had nothing going. I was 27. I was in my parents' basement. I was like, I got to get my shit together. Like this cannot go on. Right. And so went out to life West in Hayward, California and Joe Dispenza, who I'm sure people are familiar with. Oh my God. He was the lead speaker at the school. And I was like, done. Sign me up. I started school three and a half months later. And that was in the beginning of 2014 and the greatest, uh, the greatest decision of my life is to become a chiropractor and healing facilitator. Absolutely. So there was a lot more to it than that, but um, I had a lot of great guidance. I had a lot of serendipitous experiences, um, but ov- overall, a lot of grit, a lot of obsession and determination uh, to be where I'm at here now. Uh, amazing. My, I'm still picking my jaw up from the Joe Dispenza comment. He's literally, if there is one person that I could interview in my lifetime, it's Joe. Yeah. Dr. Joe. It's in the field um, now. So. <laughs> Perfect. Exactly. That's why I was like, I got to speak this out right now because I bet you're listening somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, amazing. How cool. I did not. I love learning fun, fun facts about um, people that I admire and just adore. So I did not know that about you and being an orthopedic surgeon. Um, I didn't know about your entrepreneur journey either, which is so cool. Like, what was your business? So we were in all types of like niche real estate marketing websites. And so we owned a company called Niche Properties and we marketed, you know, fairway properties and waterfront properties and mountain properties, all this stuff. I had no idea. I was a science cat coming out of school. I had <laughs> like, what the hell is this real estate stuff? I was just joining my brothers because I had nothing else to do because my dream of becoming a surgeon just got flushed down the toilet and I was like in total retreat mode. And so I was like, well, I love family and I know they're not going to screw me. I might as well go live with them in Highlands Ranch, Colorado for two and a half years in what we said it was the biggest waste of the best years of our life. But we learned a lot of those hard lessons. We like to say that we lost a lot of money, maybe made a little bit back, but uh, came out about even overall. Um, but we say, you know, school, all the real school begins when the education ends. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, those were formative years that I'm glad are over, uh, but they were the, the the business and the communication foundation for everything I've done ever since 2008, 2009. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Fun fact is I lived in Highlands Ranch, Colorado in my mid 20s. <laughs> it was a short stay. It was a short stay. Um, but- way too long. I, way too long. Okay. And though, isn't it cool? I'm I'm at a season in my life where I'm really starting to see how and why the universe has put me in all the different places that I've been so that I could be fully prepared for where I'm about to go. And it, that hindsight is just so fucking cool to look back on, right? It's amazing. It's like things were being lined up, even though I had absolutely no idea. Yes. Let me jump in here real quick to let y'all know I have a lot to tell you about very soon. I am bursting at the seams and also still pulling together the final pieces for a retreat, a book, a brand new way to be in community and work together. November will be a month to remember friends, so stay tuned. In the meantime, I've got a little present for you. As a thank you for listening and being on this journey with me to celebrate this latest kick-ass episode, I'd love to gift you a free 10-minute sound journey, a little something-something I'm calling a take 10. In this 10-minute experience that blends breathwork and guided visualization with the vibes of the crystal singing bowls, you're going to regulate your nervous system, you'll practice dropping into lower brainwave states for deeper connection to your intuition and subconscious, and you'll experience productive rest and recovery at a cellular level in your mind, your body, and your spirit. My favorite way to use this is in the middle of my workday to break things up and just give myself a little bit of a recharge. So grab a pair of headphones and take 10 to plug back in and find your elevated self. Click on the link in the show notes and go ahead and get you some. Now let's get back to this kick-ass episode. Yes. Okay. Well, let's get into this. Um, One of my favorite things on the internet lately is this meme. I'm not sure if you've seen it yet, Um, but it says a calm nervous system is the biggest flex. (laughs) (laughs) It it literally is 
the best, right? Like not only is like as like a pun and funny, but like it is. So can you help our under- our listeners understand why that is truly one of the, the greatest truths of all time? Sure. Well, I mean, from an anatomical point, think of it like this, um, you know, listeners and engaged on this podcast have probably heard of the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system. You know, your sympathetic is your fight, your flight, your flee, uh, your stress response, all that stuff that society teaches us to pretty much be in all the damn time, right? Yeah. And you have parasympathetic, which is the rest, digest. Uh, but I really say this is where you recuperate and ultimately heal and express your greatest state of being. That's flow state, right? That's where flow state is. And so, you know, calm nervous system being the biggest flex is that parasympathetic is the calmness of a nervous system. The calmness, the parasympathetic activation is where you reach your center. It's where you reach your calmness, right? And, you know, let's pretend you are looking at a spine, uh, you know, the upper part of the spine, you know, the first few cervical vertebra, in addition to the bottom part of the spine, the sacrum, the nerves that come out of the sacrum, these are primarily involved with the parasympathetic activities of one's body. So me as a chiropractor, when someone comes in and they're on adrenal overload, they're stressed out, they're working 80 hours a week, they got kids and families and all this stuff, I say, where do I need to go to first? I need to activate their parasympathetic nervous system, which is going to bring their tone way, way down. And what we begin to see early, early on is changes in people's sleep-wake cycles. That's usually the first thing. People mm. who have all, the, all this stress in their life typically don't sleep. Or if they do, it's really light. Or they wake up a lot and have a hard time getting back to sleep. And so when you start adjusting the upper part of one's neck, that's where a lot of the reticular activating system is. I love the rest. Who doesn't love the reticular the brain bouncer? And so it, it, it goes all throughout the brainstem, right? And so the yeah. C vertebra wraps around the entire brainstem. And so if there's tension, if there's rota- rotational components, what we call subluxations, fancy word for misalignment, it changes how your brainstem functioning uh, actually happens. And so... Uh, when you restore peace and ease and fluidity to the parasympathetic nervous system, you can have all kinds of awesome physiological effects, but most come on a, on a regulatory type of manner. And so, yes, a calm nervous system is a big flex or, excuse me, the biggest flex right now, but really it's the most sustainable, productive type of nervous system a person can operate with. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love that. I recently in this past year did a restorative yoga teacher training mm-hmm. and that has been, you know, I've been practicing yoga for over a decade and all different types and restorative has really stolen a piece of my heart because of the way that it activates that parasympathetic nervous system. And I was learning something in that training about just even sitting and how sitting is signaling to your brain that you're about to like take off. And we've got this, like the, the modern day that we live in is just basically like a slow stress response drip that's on constantly, like constantly. We don't even heavy can be very heavy. Yeah. Like we don't even know how stressed we are at the end of the day. Like it's, it's like the, the frog in the boiling pot. We've all been in this boiling pot for so long that we don't even recognize the signals that our body is giving to us that we're not okay because they're so normalized in society, which is that's wild. So, that's so right. Is that people, people come in here saying, I don't know how to slow down. Like, I don't know how to chill out. I don't know how to turn my brain off. And those are immediate verbal indicators to me that we need to address the upper part of the neck and then the lower part of the spine, the sacrum, right? Mm. And it's, it's an amazing, natural, un, or I should say revamping of one's nervous system when you begin to activate the part of the body that is supposed to chill someone out. Mm. It's kind of like an oxymoron. We need to activate something that's going to chill you out, but that is what it is. It needs woken up because it's being overridden by the powerful, powerful sympathetic nervous system. Because what keeps us alive? Right. It's that, it's that fight or flight that, you know, when we were 
in prehistoric days, we needed that, right? It's like you needed that jolt of like run from the saber tooth tiger. And oh. now we're in a, an environment and systems that make us think we're always running after or running from saber tooth tigers. And that the idea, oh, I'm going to forget the, um, I'm going to forget the word right now, but like this idea of like the rhythms throughout the day, not circadian rhythms, but like the, the rhythms of like energy production. And then like taking a nap is one of the best things that you can do for yourself in the middle of the day or laying down in easy relaxation pose with your knees over a bolster for 20 minutes, just to reset your nervous system because you've been sitting and staring at a screen and furiously typing and doing all of these things for so long. Um, And so finding those ways to really take care of, the system that chills you out is so important, which is, which is honestly why I, I came to you. And I think one thing I'd love to talk about is this idea of like reactive chiropractic care um, and like preventative, like maintenance or like forward thinking care. Cause I certainly, my dad was a big proponent of chiropractic care. And so we would go pretty reactionary though. Um, in high school, I remember Dr. Smith over on North Ave in Chicago was our chiropractor. And anytime we, you know, got some sort of an injury or what, what have you from sports, it was the first place that we went. And, um, that's always how kind of I was trained to think of chiropractors. So I've, I've been in the chiropractic world of care for a very long time. And it wasn't until coming to see you that I was like, okay, I'm starting to understand why not just going to a chiropractor when I slept on my neck funny or got in a car accident and I've got whiplash or got a concussion falling down the mountain. (laughs) So can we talk a little bit about like, Yes, there's there's room for that for sure, and it's often the way that people get into chiropractic care. But I'd love um, to have that conversation around like why why it's actually really important for this the nervous system for you to be proactive about taking care of it. Sure, I mean that that's that's an incredibly awesome question and one we could spend a whole day on. So we'll look to to cut that down, right? Um, what you said is totally right. You know, the majority of people will come into a chiropractic office because they're in pain because they have a a concept of, Oh, I'm broken. A doctor fixes me. Right. And you know, here's the funny thing. Like I don't do, this is going to sound really weird to some people who don't know chiropractic or healing philosophy, but I don't do the healing with people. People do their own healing. Mm -hmm. I just help them get out of their own way as would any effective healing facilitator using whatever strategy they've been trained to use and to employ. Can you, can you break that down just a little bit for someone who that might be a foreign concept to? Sure. Sure. And so chiropractic philosophy, one of the main things it's built on is that we have this innate intelligence in our bodies, right? And that it's, it is in us, it's operating and it's coordinating all of the actions and all of the everything that's going on in our body from the moment we're born to the moment we die. It doesn't take a millisecond off, right? Mm-hmm. That, that's the intelligence that keeps our breathing going. It keeps our heart pumping. It is the, wrap your minds around this. It is the intelligence that makes a million new cells every second, kills off a million cells that need to die. But all the meanwhile, there are hundreds, if hundreds of thousands, if not millions of biochemical reactions taking place inside each and every cell every second, and there's trillions of cells. You can't fathom the complexity and the data that that takes to, to compute. We don't think of that in our conscious minds. So in chiropractic philosophy, innate intelligence is on the show. And so what we as chiropractors do is that we release or we wake up that innate intelligence because when the spine becomes distorted, not, not out of place. That's an old understanding. That's an outdated understanding of chiropractic. Bones do not move in, in, move in and out of place. If you did, your spine would be broken and you'd have a much bigger deal on your hand. But what sure. can happen is it subluxates. Subluxation is a fancy word for misalign or distorts. That's a compression. That's a tension or the worst, with, which is a stretching tension with rotation, right? That's called a torque. Right. And so those those different physical forces impact the central nervous system in various different ways. And so when people come in, 
That's what they're experiencing. They're experiencing these physical forces. They're experiencing a misaligned knee. They're experiencing a rotated C1 vertebra, or maybe their occiput, their skull has been compressed and then shoved forward on the atlas. You know, we're trying to identify all of these different types of misalignments. And then that's usually the pain piece. And what happens is people, depending on what they're coming in with, can get out of pain relatively quickly because the nervous system reorganizes first in terms of tissue, right? So what we see is that people get pretty much all the way out of their pain within the first month to month and a half, the first six weeks. And then from there, we have more functional increases. People can walk better, people can squat better, whether it's going back to work or running or sprinting or whatever people wanna do. But really, once you hit that four month mark and beyond, we really transition people into, into what I call a, a wellness type of care, an optimized type of care, where it's not near as, as frequent as it was when people started, but we transition people into much less frequency. One, to keep the results that we've gotten so far, but also to keep people healthy going into the future, right? It's like, keep your brain and your nervous system aligned and activated and don't use chiropractic as something you only go see when you hurt. Mm. Right. And that, that is, that that's common with a lot of people. And yes, it does happen. And pain brings a lot of people even into this office, but really where I, where I love to get people to is the appreciation and the acknowledgement that they show up better in life. They show up better in their relationships. They're more on purpose and they're essentially living the dream that they've always dreamed when their nervous system is aligned because then their life is aligned. And that, and that, ladies and gentlemen, mis amigos, is why I'm a chiropractor. Yes. Is people is, yes, I'm really good at helping, at getting people out of pain. But that's a small, small portion of why I do what I do here. I want to facilitate people from one state of being, one vibrational state, mm-hmm. to a state of expression and maximized health where you love waking up every day, you have powerful relationships, and you feel like your lights are turned on. That's yes. what I do. I teach a seminar called Delivering the Lightning. The, the adjustment is the lightning, right? And I want people to live with their, their lives with lights fully on. Right. And so that's why I do it. That's a long winded answer to, uh, you know, proactive or reactionary type of chiropractic care. But that's really what it is at the depths. Like, oh, it's so good. So good, Dr. Darren. So good. And what's really interesting, because like this is what's dropping in for me right now is um, right now looking at your T-shirt, I can see the tip of the iceberg. Right. So Kairos, I'll let you tell us more about that because I'd like to learn and understand it better. But right now, as I can see you in this frame, it's like this like tiny little triangle. Right. And like that's what it is when you go to the chiropractor after you slept on your neck funny and like get some pain relief from that adjustment. Right. But there is this whole other thing that you can't see until you really trust the process of what's happening in your body when you start to like actively take care and consistently get adjusted and work on keeping those things that you get this whole, it's the whole rest of the iceberg that gives you so much more of your life and opens up so many different doors that you don't, you didn't even know were there (laughs) until you, you start really open them and peeking in and be like, what's behind this one? What's behind this one? Like, I think, I mean, when I started under chiropractic care around 25, that was one of the main things that ultimately led me to be a chiropractor. Cause when I showed up there, I was, I was broken. I had a really bad football injury in high school where my knee essentially got broken the hell in half. Mm. I had a Salter Harris type four fracture, which, which broke my growth plate in my right knee. So the rest of me grew an inch, but my right, my right femur didn't grow. So a lot of people don't know this, but my right leg is an inch, which is a shit ton shorter than my left leg. And so well, especially for someone who's how tall are you? Six, five. Six, five? Yeah, that's, that's a big and difference. So for 13 years from the time I was 15 to 28 starting chiropractic school, 
I grew into this leg length difference, which caused me to tilt to the right side. But the body's natural riding reflex keeps your head level on the horizon. So when I got to school, I had a scoliosis. My spine was curved because I was so out of alignment, right? But it wasn't until I started to be adjusted and get this stress and tension begun to be released off my spine, did chiropractic even make its way into my intelligence, mm. you know? And so it, it has, I, I see it time and time again with people. They come under care, they're under care for a few months, and then their whole life changes dramatically because they themselves are showing up as a different person. And that's when I feel super on purpose. And I love, I love, love, love what I do. And so grateful that I am a chiropractor that has this, uh, this outlook and this appreciation for what this healing art can and does do for people. Yes. You know, oh, there's so, so much gold in all of this. Um, what I'm hearing to share with listeners is just a little bit of my story and kind of some of the things that we have, um, worked on together. Uh, so I, you know, I came down to May in May of 2020 down to Denver and I was in a big transition period. Like literally had just blown my entire life up, divorced, leaving a community, going to go figure out a new job, new place to live, everything. And, um, I was doing a lot of neural reprogramming with Lacey Phillips. I'm not sure if you've heard of her. She is fascinating. Um, a lot of like inner child shadow work and, um, going down into theta, theta brainwave states uh-huh. and visualization and like using, um, using a lot of those methodologies to release and reprogram subconscious beliefs. And so I have was down the rabbit hole on that. And it, it was, during, I want to say like our initial consultation where you really started kind of saying a few things about the nervous system. I was like, Oh, holy shit. Like this is all connected. (laughs) Like this is all connected. Like the patterns, the thought processes and the like subconscious beliefs that I've been working on for the last three years are all connected to my nervous system. And what's going to happen if I do say, okay, fuck it. I'll do a treatment plan with you. Like not just for my broken foot, but for everything else. And so we have talked a little bit about Louise Hay in the past. She is, um, she's someone that I really have not spent enough time learning from. Um, but her book, Heal Your Body is one that I always go to when I hear about injuries or illnesses, because she has a premise that every illness is perpetuated or started by a, a thought pattern in the body. And if you can start to like shift the mental parts around it, along with other things, other treatments and modalities can heal the physical ailment. And so when, um, wouldn't you know it, I broke my foot in 2018 where I had, I was completely trapped in my life, had no idea what I was going to do. Am I going to stay married? All of these things break my foot. And that means fear of moving forward in your future, (laughs) which is exactly, exactly where I was. Right. So then I come to you two years later with some of the lingering effects of that injury, right? Like my, my hips, I was having a lot of issues in my hips from snowboarding on that foot and like the overcompensation. I was having a lot of, um, knee issues on that same foot that I had broken. Um, knee issues, funnily enough, are related to the ego. And (laughs) according to Louise, um, and, so yeah, I started practicing or adjusting with you. And I think it's just really interesting the the timeline of kind of where I've been this last year and we got to a really great place. And then I want to, well, oh, that first adjustment, that one adjustment though, that was. Well, there was the one to your knee, which was like, you let out a couple, a you, a couple expletives in the office if my memory <laughs> is correct. Your memory is like, correct on that. I was like, oh, that's what was hiding beneath there. It's good to yes. that today. Yes. Like it's one of those things where it's like, we can't, as humans, we can't always see what we can't see for ourselves, right? Like there's just shit and energy hidden in our body and in our tissues and in our systems that are connected to everything else that 
until you have someone come pop your knee in a way that you would have never been able to do by yourself. That felt scary as fuck (laughs) and terrifying, even though like it actually wasn't painful. That was the interesting thing. Like I literally thought you broke my leg at first. (laughs) (laughs) There was fear there. There was also fear held within the knee and Mm. when fear gets accessed. It's usually felt as fear because it's released into your body to be processed and ultimately gotten out. I do remember that adjustment. Like once I finally could like see again (laughs) and realize that I was okay. And I asked like, what had just happened? You mentioned you, uh, you said, I just, there was an attachment there. Yeah. Um, Can you tell, talk just a little bit about that? Like, what does that mean in like your world and how that translates? You know, chiropractic is founded on tone, you know, like, Think of it like this. So you have a guitar, right? And then you have the tuning knobs up at the top of the guitar. Think of the vertebra as the tuners, the levers, right? And the spinal cord, which is connected to the brain, the central executive, those are the strings of the guitar. So as we are adjusting the bones, the individual bones, right? We're essentially changing the tune that the spinal cord plays. Well, you know, some chiropractors only focus on the spine. You know, here we focus on the spine, but we also adjust extremities as well. And so I can sense increased tone or decreased tone, which essentially is too much expression or not enough expression. It's the amount of nervous system flow that is going to and coming from a certain part in the body. So when there's an attachment, it's a bogginess, it's an, uh, it's a non-flowing state. I feel that because, you know, when you do anything a hundred thousand times, you're going to get decent at it. Right. Sure. And so I, I so. feel that. And that's one of my indicators that I know where to adjust. Then I just need to know the, the artistic nature to apply that adjustment uh, to how your body needs it. You know, no adjustment is the same. No adjustment is the same. Mm-hmm. And so it takes a, a very specific listening to your tissues, to the joints, um, to your mental state of being, your emotional, your physical, and ultimately, here's the weird thing, to your spiritual state of being as well when you're applying that force. Because whether a lot of people don't believe this, but, you know, as above, so below. Like, you're adjusting way more than the physical body when you send that that impulse into the system. Mm. Oh man. Yeah. Tone. That was tone is the easy answer, but tone in and of itself. And the, the concept of tone is, is not an easy concept. It's taken me years to, to understand just what it is, but how to analyze and then artistically access it and free it. That's the art of facilitation right there. Mm, that's beautiful. And right. Like we wouldn't have found that if I had only, chosen to just come see you for what was happening in my hip, right? Like it was, I mean, maybe you would have, however, I would, I would imagine that being able, like being in more regular care and having more adjustments and find like the work that I was doing mentally and like for myself and then coming in, like felt so aligned that you were able to find and release that it was wild. Well, you came, you came in as a, as a relatively open vessel. That's Not awesome. everybody comes in as an open vessel. And so sometimes it takes more work to peel back the uh, proverbial layers of the onion, so mm-hmm. to say. And, you know, we do take, you know, uh, principle number six, all natural processes take time, mm-hmm. right? Some people take more time to unravel their stories and their layers and their quote unquote shit uh, yeah. than other people. Yours didn't take that long. And uh, that's another cool piece of the facilitation process and knowing where and when to go with certain people based on where they're at. I love that. It's you, you do it so, so well. I think back about like my emotional, my spiritual growth over the last, since, since I've been in regular care with you. In February, I came to you and I was like, uh, <laughs> um, I had, I don't know if you remember this or not, but I had gotten a pair of shoes that I was very, very excited about. <laughs> and I had been wearing them, even though they were size, not, they were, they were my size. They were just a little bit too small. Gotcha. And, um, I, 
was also, so they, these shoes were this catalyst, right? This like this looking good thing that I wanted to like fit into just because I liked the way they looked actually set me back, but was also like paralleling a lot of what was happening for me emotionally and spiritually. Like I was being tested or like given this opportunity to be like, are you going to go back to some of these patterns that you said that you have given up and have moved on from? Because there were other pieces of my life where that was coming into play. It was the working 16 hours, not taking care of myself. It was the, you know, involve yourself with these sort of like relationships or all of these things were kind of coming back in. And that's where the pain started showing back up again was in that right leg. And it's like, in dropping that both mentally and with you physically, like, oh man, there's been some cool shit that has opened up from my life and really help helped kept me on the path that I know I've wanted to stay on. You said something, I'm just going to connect a dot here is that so physical pain can be indicative of physical misalignment. But what I see mostly is that, that the physical pain is just a manifestation of something deeper, right? Typically, typically on an emotional level, but what's becoming more common, especially in the middle of all these crazy ass times is more of a spiritual level because people are seriously questioning their existence and questioning where, where they fit and where they stand in the world, in the world, in the universe for that matter. And so like our conversations the last year have really been changing from like, okay, we're just here for the physical to like these big existential, you know, issues. And those, those are going to be probably here to stay for a little while. So what that means for me is that I need to keep upping my level of facilitation, upping my level of communication. And I know you do a lot of other healing work and you have other healing facilitators as well. And it's a call for all facilitators to up their game and just be freaking badass at however they choose to heal and facilitate people. Yes. Can we talk about that just a little bit deeper, that art of facilitation? Cause you're, I was just thinking that I was like, man, I like in a, a much different way, like parts of what I do, I, I facilitate, right. And you facilitate. And let's talk a little bit more about the art of facilitation and how that transcends modalities and mm -hmm. what maybe your number one, piece of advice or thing to keep in mind for anybody Perfect. who's listening that facilitates something for people. And we all, we all probably facilitate in some way in our life. Right. Sure. So I'd sure. love to hear this. Absolutely. I mean, my, my go-to is that you are your own healer. And then if anybody says, I'm going to heal you, or you need to pay me all this money for me to heal you, that's a red flag. Mm -hmm. That's a big, big red flag for me because any true healing facilitator will acknowledge the fact that they're not doing the healing, they're providing the questions, they're providing the direction, they're providing the strategies to help that person peel back the layers of themselves. Healing is, is a, is a self-directed thing. Right? It's an inside job. We're back it's to the inside that, right? job. It's not, it's I guess job. I'll say it again. It's <laughs> not outside in. It's inside out. And that's especially important in times like this when people are jabbing themselves in the arms with vaccines and all that, right? People are going outside in. I, I hold a different stance and then I say true health and true expression comes from the inside out. And for me, that's a healthy, adjusted central nervous system, which commands and controls every single action in the human body. End of story. No more talking. Right? Like, that's it. Right? Wait, like, have you seen the movie Inside Out? I don't think so. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I need whoa. to? It sounds like I need to. Yes, you definitely need to. It's a Disney, like, Pixar situation. One of their best. It's all about understanding emotions and how they play. Oh, yeah. I think their... I've seen pieces of it. I think it's I've seen pieces of it. one of my favorite, favorite, yes. favorite movies of all time. Yes, I have. I remember it. Hannah made me watch it one time and it was really good. Because she she's a queen and yes. Queen. Uh, Hannah, we love you. We love yeah, you. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know where we were at with that, but like, remember. The inside job of, I do remember where we were at. You, and this is something that I speak to all the time when I'm considering taking on a new client is understanding like, 
how willing are you to do this yourself? Because I can't do any of this work for you. I've got, as that's what I'm always asking in my discovery calls. It's like, if you are not so sick of your own shit that you're willing to do whatever it takes to figure it out and do something different, then we're not going to be a good fit to work together because I can't do any of this for you. I've got a flashlight. I got a map. I can give it to you, but I can't do shit for you unless you're really, truly ready to do it for yourself. It's, it's so funny. People, some people ask me like, Darren, can you guarantee that I'm going to get better? And mm-hmm. I go, okay, great question. But you're in my office for maybe 20 minutes a week. I have no control over what you do outside of here. You might do all this weird, crazy stuff that's going to be in direct competition to what we're doing here. So no, I can't guarantee you results. But what I can encourage you with is that if you commit to this program and you live according to these natural principles, right? Drinking water, getting great rest, having awesome exercise, getting some sun, eating great food, like, <laughs> you know, crazy stuff, right? Um, so crazy. So crazy. But like, that's the biggest thing is self-empowerment. I work facilitators, in my opinion, help people transition from one vibratory state of expression to another vibratory state of expression. And in that different vibration is where people will ultimately become more attractive and magnetizing to what they really want and who they really want to be. Right? So that's the art is the guidance from one state of being to another, not the healing of another, Mm. but the reflection onto another, right? Yes. And that's the art. And you know, anyone with chiropractic, I mean, you could go into a conversation about the art of the adjustment is a whole different thing. You know, school teaches you one thing to adjust from a state of tension, a state of lockout, and to essentially put people in painful positions and then apply a force. Whereas, you know, you mentioned it, you know, Kairos training culture, uh, which is one of the elite chiropractic training companies in the world right now, we teach all over the world. We teach people how to adjust from a place of peace and physiological ease so that when that adjusting force, whether it's energetic, light, medium, or a deep structural force is input into the central nervous system, it's actually able to affect the brain and it doesn't get stuck at a joint level. Mm. That's big because chiropractic is sold short all the time in this world that it's joint function, joint function, joint function that could not be further from the truth. Yes, it does that. But chiropractic can change and repattern and reprocess the brain, especially the free prefrontal cortex. And I see it happen every single day. It's so dope. I think like that's, that's been one of the cooler things to come out of science in the last 25, 30 years is just neuroscience, right? Like, We used to think that the brain was just what it is. Now, thanks to technology, we understand that couldn't be fucking further from the truth. And it's having us reconsider so many things that we thought to be one way, including chiropractors Sure. and what it does for you. Here, let's let's nerd out for a second, okay? It's it's a concept called mechanotransduction. Have you heard of that? From you and- Let's talk about it again. Okay, I'll talk about it again. Okay, so mechanotransduction is the the transduction the transduction of a mechanical force into an electrical force, right? And so when a chiropractic adjustment comes into a system, that's a mechanical force. What happens is the uh, the neurons and the receptors around joints and in tissue take that and send afferent information up to the brain. Hmm. So you're taking a, a mechanical force that's changing into a neurological afferent message going up the ascending tracks into the brain. Then innate intelligence will reorganize that new incoming information to better, more functional messages. And so, and this is, this is proven science. Like you cannot argue with what mechanotransduction is. And that is exactly what the chiropractic adjustment is. If you're inputting a physical force, an energetic force is slightly different, still as effective, if not more though. You know, what's, what's fascinating about this. And I mentioned this when I was on the table just earlier this week with you, uh, my mom's been into the emotion code and I've been doing sessions with her, the body code. And so basically using muscle testing to ask the subconscious, like what level from like one to a hundred is my immune system at? Where is my brain function at? I can't, 
without going and looking it up, I don't remember the other things that she checks in on, but like basically, you know, emotional levels, things like that. My brain function, um, how well is my brain sending messages to the rest of my body was at 94%. And she's like, I've never seen anything like that. And she's like, it's gotta be because of the chiropractor that you're seeing. I was like, Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Mechano, wait, say it again. Mechanotransduction. 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 Yeah, but um, think, about, think about this, though. You're going from a mechanical force into an electrical force, which is ultimately going into a chemical change. Right. In the brain. So the adjustment is affecting neurochemicals. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. That's not science. I don't know what is. <laughs> so freaking cool. Uh, yeah. So that's, you know, and chiropractors for years have gotten the bad rap of being quacks and all of that. I'm like, that's not quackery. Like that is what happens. That is legitimately proven science. And then well, I think it's so interesting when, when we look back, like, again, when we didn't know how the brain functioned, then yes, like we're going to stigmatize things. Um, I'm not sure. Are you familiar with um, Dr. Jose Silva? Uh, name sounds very familiar. Yes. Silva intuition training is the program that he started back in like, he was like around in like the thirties, forties, and fifties talking about the brainwave states. And people yeah. thought he was fucking batshit crazy, literally ostracized him from the, like yep. the community yep. really tried to like put the spin on him that like, he's got no idea what he's doing. Take these pills instead. You'll be fine. <laughs> instead of like, maybe embracing the fact that he was well ahead of the curve. And so I think, again, like as we continue to learn more about the brain specifically and how it is so connected to the body and everything that's that, uh, that technology allows us access to, like it's shifting paradigms from just a couple decades ago that we were all holding on to. And like, here's, here's one of the underlying themes behind that is that the medical establishment and all of its might and greats and, and, and advancement has a lot to lose if people start empowering themselves and their health. Yep, they sure do. That's why the AMA, the American Medical Association, started in the 1920s, took on a campaign to abolish chiropractic mm. because chiropractic was taking profits from the medical industry mm. until 1986 when a group of gangster-ass chiropractors brought a lawsuit against the AMA that went to the Supreme court that proved that found them guilty of trying to abolish this profession through pro negative propaganda. Wow. Supreme, Supreme court case. I'm forgetting the exact name. You'll learn about it your first year in chiropractic school, but literally chiropractic, a bunch of chiropractic associations took the AMA to Supreme court and won and won. Wow. That is fucking awesome and terrible and makes it's so terrible much sense. And awesome. Like all of these things. But like, but look, look, I mean, a, a tip, you know, depends on what office you go to, but you know, a chiropractic care plan, uh, you know, for a year or whatever, or adjustments for a year might cost you 1000 to maybe 2000. If you're doing more visits in the beginning, in the grand scheme of healthcare, that is cheap. Keep, <laughs> keep your body activated and expressive and online and ready to rock and perform what you need to do in the day. That is a small, that is a, a tiny price to pay instead of doing surgeries and having all these crazy therapies. And like, I mean, that when, when people balk at like a thousand bucks, I'm like, this is cheap. Like, this is really not that expensive. This is so accessible. When you break it down monthly, like a hundred bucks a month, that's you spend more on that at a dinner. Sometimes you, you spend, spend more, more on you know, coffee than that. Coffee, like when you start to really look at the things you're spending your money on, and it goes back to like where our society wants us to be yep. spending our money. Right, and like that's that's that is one of the things that I am super crazy committed to is helping people understand that point. Mm. You know, it's like. What's most important to you? And are you investing in the things that allows you to live your greatest life possible? We live our lives through our nervous system. So it is of high value to me. I get adjusted every week at least once, if not twice, right? So I practice what I preach. That's the, a, a great mentor. His name's Marvin Talsky. He's been a chiropractor for like 55, 56 years. 
Someone asked him, what's the greatest thing a chiropractor can do? And he said, without bat and I stay adjusted. Uh, Stay adjusted because then you are in resonance with what you're telling other people to do. If chiropractors aren't getting adjusted, their practices suffer. Right. It's like, it's like the preacher who doesn't pray or the coach who doesn't have a coach. Right. Like, that's what I always tell people is like, Hey, like go talk to other coaches, make sure, ask them who their, who their coach is. Because if you're about to sign up with the coach who doesn't have a coach, you're making a grave misstep. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, this is so freaking good. So on that note, like a, if you're in Denver, please come see Dr. Murphy. He's got a couple other um, doctors in his office, like they'll get you in. Like they're this is a crew to be with in Denver. If people are listening not in Denver and can't come directly see you, how do you recommend going about finding a chiropractor that's in alignment with the practices and what you've been talking about sure. today? Sure. So my first recommendation for that is if you can find a source chiropractic office near you. In this moment, there's four of them. There's one in the Bay Area in Oakland. A new one is opening in Tucson in a few weeks. We're here in Denver. And then there's going to be one opening in the next three to six months in St. Petersburg, Florida. But over time, over time, so there's there's going to be four soon. There's going to be a lot more starting in the U.S. in major metropolitan cities, especially those cities and having more offices in those cities. Our goal is a couple hundred offices within the next 10 years. Amazing. right? And so if you don't have a source office near you, I would recommend going to Kairos Training Culture Community page. This is a Facebook group. And this is where all of the people in this community can like just go say, hey, is there a great doctor so-and-so? And And chances are someone in that chiropractic community will know an awesome doctor for you to go see. Cool. Mm -hmm. Great. This has been just such a treat. Such a treat. <laughs> this has been such a treat for my brain and my nervous system to, to know you and engage with you. Likewise, likewise. What are you What are you inspired by these days? Like what books or maybe something that you are listening to, watching, like what sort of information that you consume do you find inspiring and fun? So that's a great question. I don't consume a lot of like content. Mm-hmm. Like that. I'm, 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 I would not say I'm the biggest reader. I, I don't listen to a ton of podcasts. Hopefully I, you I, listen to this one once it's released. Oh, damn right. Oh, I always <laughs> listen to the other the podcasts I'm on. Um, what really inspires me uh, are story people and stories and groups of people that tell the world what the hell they're going to do and then set about doing it. Mm-hmm. Because to me, that's in integrity and being in alignment. And that's who I, I, I always yearn to be is someone is who not just in physical alignment, but in life alignment. And so see, seeing others do that, watching others do that. And then being, being, being capital B E I N G someone like that it, it is an inspiring life to live because here's the thing, especially in the chiropractic world, it's all about passing the knowledge on to the next generation. So that the next generation can see how well this one is doing and then can model that generation and then get there faster. Yes. That's the key, right? And so for me, I love being an example to uh, all the young Thundercats coming up in chiropractic school. That's why I take 10 to 15 weekends a year and go teach at camps and, and campuses and schools and cities all around the US and world is because people are watching, people are watching, and this world needs more amazing, connected, lightning-slinging chiropractors that are preaching a similar message, make it their own unique message, so that more people can have access to this and experience the, the freedom of expression that comes from an unsubluxated nervous system. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I just figured out why we get along so well. Why is that? Because my most favorite thing in life and like my calling is to help people find 
that vision for themselves and go after it, right? Like really help them understand. I think that we need a world. If we if we lived in a world where everybody was lit the fuck up about what they were doing with their life, we'd live in a completely different world, <laughs> completely different. And for so long, I was, I knew that that was my truth, right? I knew that like sharing vision and goals was something I really wanted to do with the world and I strayed from it. And that's where I found a lot of my like pain and suffering. And now that I'm dropped into that and doing that, fuck, my life is so much easier and so much more fun. I mean, I'm so, I say like, I've got to pinch myself sometimes. I'm saying, you know, I, I mean, yes, I've had to work very hard to get to where I am. Sacrificed a lot, been crazy obsessed uh, about, you know, the science, art, and philosophy of chiropractic. But like, I mean, I get to facilitate. I wish you, I wish people could see this space, but it's a beautiful space filled with sacred geometry and these, this cool consciousness art. I'm looking at a bunch of crystals right here, right now. I got a Tibetan bowl and like, and it's just like, and I get to travel on the weekends to go teach other people how to do this. And it's all out of a, out of a frequency of love and compassion and wanting to elevate human consciousness, mm-hmm. you know, uh, by helping facilitate people beyond the shit that holds them back. Yes. That is like, yes, you know, sir. And this is, this is what I think you like this. This is what I always say is that I think, you know, I believe in reincarnation. I think that we live multiple lives here on this earth and that you come here to learn lessons and learn lessons and sometimes really hard lessons. And then you got to come learn them again and whatever. And you have all these lifetimes, but it's like between lives, you have a vision of what it is that you want to live. And so like little, I'm now I'm like, I'm living the dream now. Like I'm, what I had envisioned between lifetimes, I am now so on point, so on purpose and so filled up with everything that I get to do. I'm like, okay, this is what I was like or what I was thinking about before I got into this physical meat sack. Mm-hmm. Right. And I want to help other people find that too. And like, if you're listening, I hope that you hear the, the conviction and the certainty in my voice, the certainty, right? And so like, whoever you're listening to or whoever you're watching, I want you to ask yourself the question, is this person certain about what they're talking about? Do they have the vibration of certainty? And if they don't, pick up on that, right? And and surround yourself with the people who do operate from certainty because that's a different vibration and that vibration is going somewhere, right? So what inspires me is surrounding myself with certain people certain people Mm -hmm. with whatever they want to be certain about that's up to them right man so i've had this really interesting thing um that i've been able to tap into lately and it's Mm -hmm. well i've been i've been very focused on top tapping into body sensations um because it's not something i've i've historically been very good at probably working with you has helped with that. And for the last two minutes of what you were just sharing, just like rippling, I call them truth bumps because they're like goosebumps, but it's like the little, like this, like that goes from my head to my toes, my hair stands up. And like, I look for that with clients and like with situations that I'm in. And like that for me is certainty. Yeah, That is truth. When I feel that it's like, that's my body and my, my alarm of like this person's telling you their very pure truth right now. Yeah. And it takes a long, it, sometimes it takes a long time to get to that level it Does of, of certainty. But, you know, I mean, I mean, for me, you know, like being an, going from chiropractic associate to an owner is, is a big jump, you know, and you have to, to reach a whole new level of beingness, you know, to, to go from serving 40 people a week to serving almost 200 people a week. That's a whole new state of being, right? It's a lot of capacity and charge to hold. And it's one that I've essentially been training my whole life for. And it's now that I've reached what I feel is in this moment, my greatest expression to help humanity. It's great to finally be here, but I have, I have so much more to learn and so much more to give and provide and inspire. I feel like I'm just getting started. And the key in any life endeavor is to never consider yourself there but always and constantly evolving and always asking questions and staying curious. I surround and talk with people who are way better at this game than I am. And I know I'll be there someday, just like a coach's coach, right? Totally. Gotta have them. Gotta have them. Totally. Yeah. That's, I mean, that is, I would say 
one of the questions I do like to ask people towards the end of these interviews is like, yeah, if what advice would you give someone who's working towards making their one day happen? And and I think what you just shared right there is such a beautiful uh-huh. response to it. It's like surround yourself with people who are where you want to be and have yeah. no more than you and that are willing to share and pass down that information to make it easier for you. Like that's why you find, seek out healers. That's why you find and seek out coaches. That's why you find and seek out mentors because getting that connection and that direct download from their experience that can support you in yours is like, it's a pro move, you guys <laughs> do it. <laughs> the example for me was that, you know, when I got into school, chiropractic school, I was training with the people who were in eighth and ninth and 10th quarter. Mm-hmm. I was training with the students who were way better than me. I wasn't about to train with people who just came into my class. No, no shit. Right. So you always (laughs) got to surround yourself with people who are a few years ahead of you Mm -hmm. or where you want to be. And then they'll help you get there quicker. And this is a classic chiropractic saying. It was uh, said by a guy named Sid Williams, who was the creator of Life University in Marietta, Georgia. He would say, boys and girls, keep the faith, turn the crank. (laughs) Keep the faith, turn the crank. Keep the faith, turn the crank. Keep the faith, but work your ass off to get there. Essentially, same place too. Yes, I love that. Keep the faith, turn the crank. Keep the faith and turn the crank. I'm I'm borrowing that one. Have it. You can have it. It's free. Okay, great. Um, Okay, last question. I have a gratitude practice every every night as I fall asleep. um, As I'm like drifting into theta mode, I'm like, okay, what am I most grateful for? And really love to get into a state of gratitude. So I'd love to hear from your last 24 hours. What's something that you are grateful for? I'm very grateful for Hannah, my fiance. Mm. Uh, She, I mean, she brings just an incredible lightness and uh, gentleness and compassion into my life. That's the, that's her greatest uh, teaching for me and for me to learn from her is compassion. I, I, I am an Aries fire through and through. Right. And sometimes I'm like, I don't got time for your bullshit compassion. Let's go. Right. (laughs) But Hannah will always lovingly remind me that I have more capacity for compassion. Right. Even when I, when I feel like I have a lot, Sometimes, you know, it's seeing a lot of people in the office and holding the space for people's journeys. Uh, that takes a lot. But there Big are task. some times where I just get full Aries mode. I'm like, charge into stuff and don't don't think about stuff, you know, or other or others feelings or how I can show more more compassion. And so I'm very, very grateful for her. I mean, that that's just one of the many things she brings to my life. Uh, but it was just before I left about two hours ago, I was I was in there in the living room with her. I'm just like. I'm grateful. Uh, I'm grateful for your love. I'm grateful for our flavor of love uh, and to be in love with you. Yeah. So that was very present for me. That is just beautiful. Hannah, did you hear that? We love you, girl. Mm -hmm. So, so, so incredible. Okay. So if people want to come find you on the interwebs, where's the best place for them to come find you? So, I'm easy to find. Got to be easy to find, right? So sourcechirodenver.com is the website. Great. You can find me on Instagram, Dr. Darren Murphy. Uh, Facebook, Dr. Darren Murphy or Darren Murphy on Facebook. Uh, or just call the office, 303-993-5769 or send an email to sourcechirodenver at gmail.com. You know, what we do is we do initial exams with everybody. This is a unique flow that we've created to help understand the underlying causes of people's issues. Everyone's different. We have to know what the source, no pun intended, is <laughs> I hope it is intended. Heavily intended actually <laughs> of what people's issues are, right? And so once we do the exam, we know how to adjust you. We know what segments in what order to adjust. And it helps the it helps the person coming in get results quicker, right? And then we have a report and then the care starts and then, but each person is different, right? That's why I love our approach is that you're not just another person on a table, wham, bam, see you later. It's like you are a living, breathing, dynamic entity that needs care in a very specific way. And your body is unlike anyone else that comes in here. So it's valuable to us to understand all those things. It takes slightly more time in the beginning, um, but it, it's worth it in how quick people get results. Mm-hmm. It's 
worth it. You guys find yourself a chiropractor that you vibe with and get on a table, get on a table. You'll find alignment, like literally physically, mentally, spiritually, if you allow yourself to really just trust that and lean into it. And if, and if, you know, you're not in Denver or you need help finding a chiropractor, just message me on Instagram. I check them multiple times a day. I'll help you find someone Mm. or I'll direct you to the place where to find them because Having a conscious, capable chiropractor is it is a value to one's life. And I've been getting adjusted for over eight years consistently now. And I've essentially gone from uh, peddling my thumbs in my parents' basement in Casper, Wyoming, essentially just sucking at the resources of my parents to, to being a, a conscious chiropractor who inspires thousands of students and doctors a year who runs a very successful practice and helps a lot of people. And I've been, and and it is the adjustment that has been the consistent piece throughout all of that. I've gotten adjusted every single week that that has never changed throughout eight, eight years of all of this since I was, you know, 27, 28. And so know that when you commit your life to, you commit your physical body to alignment, your life will become aligned. And in time, you too will experience massive alignment in your life with whatever that means for you in whatever way that means for you. I'm proof. I'm living proof. It works. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Dr. Murphy, thank you so much. I truly love, adore you. I am so grateful that my brother brought you into my life. Um, I did send him a message. I was like, do you have any questions you want me to ask uh, Dr. Murphy? Well, I'm interviewing him. I can put him in the hot seat for you. And he was like, haha, no, no questions. Just an endless amount of gratitude for the work that he does, the lives that he's changing and, and his mentorship and guidance. So um, you please don't you dare get off that table weekly. World needs you too bad. (laughs) Well, thank you again. I appreciate you and look forward to seeing you on your table soon. And that's a wrap. We want to hear from you guys. So tag at make one day happen on Instagram and share your biggest aha moment or one thing you can take from this episode and put into action today. If you're ready to go to the next level, I'm currently taking on new one-on-one coaching and team development clients. Head over to www.makeonedayhappen.com to learn more and book a free breakthrough session with me. Your word of mouth is wildly appreciated in helping us share these conversations with the world. I get so many of my podcasts I listen to from my friends' recommendations. So if anything resonated with you today, send it to someone else who you think would like it too. I know that every podcast out there asks you to subscribe and leave a review, and that's because it really helps us get these shows out there. So please go hit that subscribe button, leave us a review. We know you've got a lot of choices when it comes to picking a podcast out there to listen to, so we're so grateful you chose us. Until next time, y'all. Peace. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you or your company are looking to jump into the podcast world, now is the time. The Plug Agency is here to connect you to the full power of podcasting. You just record and leave the rest to us. The people are listening and want to hear from you. Theplug-agency.com. That's theplug-agency.com. Click the link in the episode description for an exclusive offer.